Welcome to Have the Edge podcast for business leaders and entrepreneurs. Every week we share content to add value to you and your business. Today we will interview an influential leader who will share their experiences on the way to success. Your host today is Rick Hans. Please check out business services we offer by visiting www.havetheedge.org. Are you an entrepreneur? Visit our website to subscribe to Entrepreneur Space. Hey Rick, should I add disclaimers? No, are you kidding? No! Welcome to Have the Edge podcast for business leaders and entrepreneurs, where our goal is to help you increase your ability to fully engage your team to deliver exceptional results. Hi, I'm Rick Hans, one of the founding directors at Have the Edge. One of the ways we want to serve you is by bringing you the stories of other successful leaders who are graciously sharing their insights and lessons learned. Today, it's my pleasure to sit with Jose Escobar, the sales director of the educational funding company, as well as the founder and operator of Escobar Enterprises. Let me tell you a little bit about Jose. He's a native of Maryland, born in Washington, D.C., and now living in Silver Spring. He's married to his lovely wife, Katie, and they have four children. Although he has a strong background in sales, his passion is really in the area of personal development, reading, and entrepreneurship. In the past five years, he has coached literally hundreds of martial arts school owners. Welcome, Jose. How are you today? Wonderful. Thank you for having me, Rick. I'm glad you're here. Listen, I know that you've been in sales for a long time, and I'm curious, why did you shift from sales to personal development? Uh, that's easy, because in order for you to be a great salesperson, you have to be developing personally. So they kind of go uh, hand in hand. You can't have one, you know, you can't have the sales uh, skills on a very high level without constantly developing yourself personally. Right. So I think um, the personal growth is the foundation for being a good salesman. And I've always uh, thought that that kind of speaks into many other verticals. You know, it's not, um, you know, the personal growth piece can speak into my fitness and training, into my martial arts, into my being a good husband, into my being a good father, into every other life domain that I may have in my spiritual life. Personal growth is that foundation. That's interesting because a lot of people will try and compartmentalize their lives saying, this is my work piece. This is my home piece. This is my civic piece. And I think what you're saying is it really all blends. You are who you are, wherever you are. That's right. And growing in one area really helps you grow in all areas. Okay. Well, great. Listen, I know you started a community called the Entrepreneur's Bookshelf. Why did you do that? So the Entrepreneur's Bookshelf um, right now is a community of entrepreneurs who are passionate about personal growth and love reading books. Now, I know there's a lot of folks out there that uh, I found myself not having a community that was specific to that. And usually that's where business ideas start, right? You, you find a, a gap in the market and you say, why doesn't this exist? And then you start it. So there are a lot of personal growth uh, groups out there and businesses. There are a lot of entrepreneurial you know, types of programs out there too. But I didn't really find a community that was all about two things that I care most about outside of you know, my faith and my family and that sort of a thing is personal growth and reading books. And those two things go together. So I said, maybe I should start my own community that's going to have that right as a foundation 
but specifically tailored to entrepreneurs, not just to anyone, right? Um, and I even opened it to aspiring entrepreneurs because they say birds of a feather flock together, right? And they say, if you want to keep your dream alive, what do you got to do? You got to hang around dreamers. So uh, you got to be around like-minded people. If you want to be an entrepreneur and you're not an entrepreneur, you're a entrepreneur right now, then hang around five entrepreneurs and you'll be number six. And, um, and that's pretty much what it's all about. So right now it's a, it's a group, it's a Facebook group, a private group. So it is searchable. Anybody can find it. You just can't see anything in it unless you join the group. Um, and there's a few questions, of course, you got to answer to be a part of that. And right now I'm looking to launch my first digital course. Um, that is the actual company now, uh, branded under the Entrepreneur's Bookshelf, uh, which I'll be having a number of digital courses coming out. And the first one that's rolling out in, in a less than a month, I'd say at this point, is uh, morning and evening routine mastery. Wow. So what is that about? So it's about uh, the bookends of your day. And I couldn't use a better word, right? The bookends of your day, you have the morning routine and you have the evening routine. And the reality is that an effective morning routine begins with the night before. So in order for you to wake up and have an agenda and have a, a plan of attack and to not just kind of wing it, right? Because naturally, if you just um, freestyle the day and you just kind of jump into it, then the day by default is going to plan you if you don't plan it, right? So the night before, you have to have strong, a really strong evening routine in place that covers a number of different things and all the different life domains uh, so that the next day when you wake up, you're, all, you're, you're ready. You're running. You already know what you're going to do. You review the plan you already have in place. You kind of have an idea of your schedule for the day. And um, the idea is to help individuals out there, specifically entrepreneurs, how to become most productive with their day and not just wing it and just get more results is really what it's all about. Okay. I love that. So if I was um, uh, a new entrepreneur or I, I love your phrase, a wantrepreneur, I'd never heard that before. I may, I may borrow that. <laughs> I, I like that. Yep. So if, if I'm that person and I wander across your, uh, your entrepreneur's bookshelf, what can I expect if I join? So you can expect, um, first of all, a community of like-minded people. So you're going to be able to pick people's brains because people chime in there with different ideas and they share books they're reading. They share articles they may have come across. Some people maybe do a little motivational video that they put into the group. Um, so you're going to be around those type of people, which is, of course, naturally going to elevate your game. Um, B, I do book reviews in that group as well. Uh, so book reviews, you're going to get, um, for example, I recently did a, a book breakdown of a couple of these that you see back here. Uh, one of them that I did a book breakdown on in the group is uh, The 5 a.m. Club by Robin Sharma. Mm -hmm. So as you can see, it's uh, well annotated uh, here. Uh, tremendous amounts of marginalia, um, which is basically writing in the margins, underlining, annotating. Uh, you have the, um, the little sticky notes in here and all that good stuff. So it's not about how many books you read. It's about how many well-read books you have, right? So I, I go through a book uh, three times. I, I read the book first from beginning to end as I'm highlighting and underlining. And then I go back and I read it a second time, only what I highlighted and annotated or, or, or underlined. And then I start writing my own little notes and thoughts when I see it again. And then I go back a third time to create my index in the front of the book, which, uh, as you can see here, is all of the key areas where I might have a little tab 
And, and that's kind of what I do. So when I do a book review in the group, I don't just do a full book review. It's not really what it is, you know, because you want to buy the book um, if it's a good one. I'll just kind of tell you generally, was it good? Was it worth it? And what are the three main takeaways? What are the three things that I'm going to take away from the book and kind of apply it to my life, right? So you have the community of people that are like-minded. You have the, um, the book reviews that I'm going to put on there. As you can see, I have a lot of books here and there's a lot that are around me that you can't see. I have uh, well over a thousand books in my personal home library. Um, and uh, what I do is I share with in the group every day, I'll post a, a book um, kind of like behind the scenes. It's called Book Off the Shelf. Well, I'll bring a book off the shelf and just kind of share with you what I have. Um, and it's really just to kind of get thoughts because there's so many books out there um, that you don't even know exist. So it's just nice to share that. And of course, I'll put uh, motivational memes in there. I'll put ideas, articles, concepts, different things to, to add value to your life, essentially, and move the needle. Well, that's fantastic. Listen, I know that you coach business owners, particularly those involved in martial arts schools. But I wonder if there's an opportunity for uh, a new entrepreneur to maybe get some coaching on the website and within the entrepreneur's bookshelf. Yeah. So, um, so right now it's not, I don't, I can't necessarily say I am doing something in a saleable sense where you come to me and you pay me for coaching. Um, there's been many times where I have coached numerous people, uh, just on the side, you know, just, Hey, you know, you ask me for something, you ask me for advice, I'll happily tell you what to do. Right. Um, so right now I am finalizing my John Maxwell certification. I also am uh, finalizing a couple other projects that I'm doing. I also got uh, certified by Amy Porterfield with her digital courses program. Um, I got the Ty Lopez uh, social media marketing certification as well. Uh, so very soon, uh, once I get this first, right now, the, the main focus is getting this digital course off the ground. Um, I have a couple of planes that are you know, up in the air. So I want to make sure I land it properly, right, before I take on something else. So uh, will I gladly give people advice and tips and coaching? Sure. Um, but my, am I going to put a monetary amount of how much you need to pay me to do that right now? No. So if anything, now is the time to reach out to me. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, very soon I will be doing formal coaching uh, where it's, there's paid you know, packages for that sort of thing. Uh, so that's uh, soon to come. Good. Wow, that's fantastic. I can't wait to hear more about that when you get that other plane off the ground. So we're using the airline analogy. You are the, you are the, the mechanic. You are the pilot. You are the ticket taker. You are the air traffic controller. You, you got it all. <laughs> all right. Listen, Jose, I know that you are an avid reader and you, you told us a little bit about your routine that you go through a book three times. Can you tell us a little more about your routine? Sure. So there's a, a lot of moving parts uh, when it comes to the reading. I just told you that how that kind of you know plays out. And what I also do is a commonplace book, right? Uh, commonplacing is super huge. And I, I have that incorporated into my evening routine. Um, so I don't want to give away all the goodies of, of what I do in the morning and in the evening, but I will, I will give you some good nuggets that you can apply today that can really help tremendously. If you just, you know, take action. Because uh, knowledge without application is nothing, right? So you got to actually implement what you're learning. So commonplace book is, is what it's typically called. Ronald Reagan was a huge uh, proponent of that. He, uh, a lot of his talks that he would give uh, as a president to the United States of America, he would have, um, you can't really see it here, but it's uh, like a, a box, right? Imagine like a, almost like a shoebox or a container with four by six index cards that would have categories. 
So he would have all sorts of different categories, um, you know, humor, the world, people, quotes, stories, poems, and uh, and subject matter. So hard work, you know, strength, courage, whatever. So anytime he would read a magazine or he would sit and listen to an interview or he would uh, read a book or uh, maybe watch a, a show that said something powerful or listen to something on the news, whatever, he would take note of it and then he would organize it in a very structured manner in his commonplace book, which is like a filing system, right? So a lot of notable people in history have done that. One of them being John Maxwell, which many of us know. A lot of his books are written because of his ability to commonplace effectively. So in the evening, what I do, because I read an hour a day. So I put 30 minutes on the front end and I put 30 minutes on the back end. So my morning and evening routine have 30 minutes that are non-negotiable, right? Um, so a minimum, I read every day, 30 minutes. Every now and then I find the time to read extra. So where do you find the time to read? Very important, right? So it's never really a matter of, uh, of do I have the time? It's a matter of the trade-off, you know? The, what am I doing that's more important than reading? Is this more important than reading? So if you realize the value of reading and you understand the value of reading, you're going to trade it off for something else that's not as valuable, right? So it's not a matter of finding time, right? So for example, where do you find spare change? You find spare change in the nooks and crannies of the couches and seats on the floor, whatever, right? So that's where you find your time. You find your time, your spare, non-productive time that you can use towards reading in the nooks and crannies of your day. You're sitting in a doctor's office and you're there sitting for 30 minutes, pick up a book and read it. You are eating lunch at work and you're by yourself. Take the lunch break to read. You know, your kids just went down to bed. Take the time to read, you know, wake up early morning routine. Take the time to read. So there is time in the day. We all have the same amount of time. So it's not a matter of do we have the time? It's a matter of do we see the value and also doing the appropriate trade-offs to, to make that time happen. So commonplace book super important. Um, and then if I do a speech one day in front of people, public speaking, or I write a book, which uh, is in the plans for me as well, I can just go to my commonplace book, right? My, my uh, filing system, and I can pull all the different pieces of what I want to talk about. And there's a record of all these things, because the reality is we can't keep everything up here. Um, so kind of bring it home on this particular subject, the morning routine, I have a number of different things. First of all, I wake up at 4.30 a.m. Monday through Friday. And I, I was part of the 5 a.m. club, and then I went to the 4.30 a.m. club, right? So maybe I'll graduate one day to the 4 a.m. club. But right now, I'm at the 4.30 a.m. club, and I go until 7 a.m. And that includes my physical fitness, all the, the different components of the human person, right? Mind, body, spirit, heart, all that kind of stuff, right? So I go to the gym bright and early because it stimulates the mind. It gets your blood flowing. It gets you energized. I take a cold shower. Uh, cold shower is huge. There are so many benefits to cold showers. Uh, I think I actually uh, took a note here on, uh, yeah, I took a note here on cold showers. Uh, you can boost your immune function, reduce depression, speed up metabolism, increase productivity, uh, increase muscle recovery, uh, improve muscle recovery, improve blood circulation, beat chronic fatigue. Um, you wake up quickly. It improves your skin your hair, better sleep. These are all things just from taking a cold shower, you know? Wow. And so that's in my morning routine. I have prayer time. I eat breakfast, of course, and make sure it's a healthy breakfast. I mentioned the reading. 
Um, I review my, my day before. I do five minutes of reflection on the day before. You know, I have a couple of questions I ask myself. I do a little bit of journaling as part of that reflection of the night before or the day before. Um, I have a general idea of what I'm doing that particular day. So those are just a couple of the moving parts. I have 12 things I do in the front end of my day, and I have 12 things I do on the end of my day. And the end of the day is, is less. It's only an hour at night. I do it from 8 o'clock to 9.30. So after dinner, 6 o'clock, I eat dinner. I'm very structured. After 6 o'clock, I eat dinner. Uh, 6.30, I play with the kids until 7.30. And then I have 30 minutes to kind of chat with the wife and hang out a little bit. And then from 8 to 9.30, I do my evening routine. And then I spend some time with my wife before she goes to bed because she goes to bed early. And then I stay up for another 30 minutes or whatever to do whatever the heck I feel like doing. Um, but there is um, a, a lot of structure that, that goes, goes to the front and the back end of the day. So the word I'm thinking as you're saying all that, along with structure, is, is discipline. And right. I would imagine your martial arts background has helped you establish that level of discipline. I like it. I like the, the concept of commonplacing. Uh, that's, that's, I think that's really powerful. Would you mind sharing with us what you're currently reading? Yes. So I'm reading, uh, I usually read uh, five books at a time. Mm. I know it sounds overwhelming, but it, it, again, we have 10 life domains, right? We have all kinds of things, avocational, vocational, spiritual, uh, marriage, parenting, um, recreational, health, fitness, finance, you know, there, so there's like a bunch of different life domains. Michael Hyatt talks about it in his book, Your Best Year Ever. Um, and he creates plans and he talks about goal setting and how to do that in different, different buckets of your life. But um, so I read five books. I read books, one book on my spiritual life to, for spiritual growth. I read one on family, whether it's parenting or whether it's uh, becoming a better husband. Um, I read a book on uh, business, specifically in terms of, you know, business growth and development. I read a self-help, just something that I could apply to anything, not necessarily business. And, uh, and then, of course, I have uh, room for uh, a health for whatever. It could be health. It could be a nonfiction book or a fiction book, if I feel like it, whatever the case may be. So right now, I'm reading this big one, uh, Grant. It's um, Grant by Ron uh, Chernow. And uh, it's a New York number one times bestseller on Ulysses S. Grant. Um, so... It's a phenomenal book, um, about 100 pages into it. This is my March Mammoth. So for those of you who haven't heard of the March Mammoth, is it's a challenge for any reader out there, an avid, voracious reader who just enjoys books. Um, I encourage you, every single March, every year, pick up a book that is over 400 pages and, and attack it for that month. So this is my, they call it March Mammoth. And uh, this is what I'm reading to challenge myself uh, for this particular month. So I'm reading that book. I'm also wrapping up uh, The Lean Startup Here by Eric Reese. Um, phenomenal book on how to effectively start a business and launch it effectively. I'm also reading uh, Rediscover Lent by Matthew Kelly. A really powerful book. And I just finished this one here. Show Your Work. Yeah by Austin Kleon. This book is probably, no, it is the best book I've read this year so far. And, uh, and I've already read, I don't know, like 13 or 14 books so far this year, but this is number one, hands down, very easy, quick read. It's about close to 200 pages, but they're quick pages. Um, and it's uh, all about showing your work for a while. Like if you look at my social media, if anybody follows me on social media, you're going to see that I post a lot. But you're also going to see some underlying themes of what I post on my social media page. I post about 
my family in no particular order, but I post about my family. I post about my faith and I post about my, uh, my career, meaning the martial arts and what I do with sales. And I post about my business and reading, right? Entrepreneur's bookshelf. So that's kind of the theme that you're going to see constantly. So there's no guessing. And it's like, what you see is what you get. That's who I am. So I'm just open and transparent with my social media pages. And my wife has told me like a while ago, why are you always posting? Why are you posting this and that all the time? And I'm like, listen, and I just realized that like, I had my reasons. My reasons were, well, I've gotten uh, approached for like uh, four podcasts so far. I've gotten approached for opportunities for speaking gigs. I um, was approached for uh, to be um, a co-author of a book that's already done. It's, it hasn't released yet, but I did a chapter in a book. Um, all these opportunities have come because of my social media, right? Because people see, okay, I like this guy. I know this guy, I trust this guy, I'm inspired by this guy, you know, so that kind of creates this uh, attraction, right? This magnetic attraction. So I was doing it very intentionally. It's not because I have nothing else to do and it's a post on social media. It's because I wanted to put myself out there to inspire people, to motivate people and to show signs of leadership, right? And this book nailed what I was already doing on the head with a title and is show your work. And I was like, that's what I've been doing all along. That's what I've been doing all along. I just didn't know how to name it, right? So 10 ways (laughs) to share your creativity and get discovered. And the reality is if you're not on social media, you don't exist. And that's the bottom line in this day and age. So true. So true. Listen, I know a lot of business leaders that would fully agree that personal growth is important. But you know what? They, They just don't see how that helps them meet payroll or pay the bills. How would you respond to that? So you don't want to read and grow and go to seminars and and do all these things to be a seat there, right? Or to fill up another extra notepad or to be more knowledgeable for the sake of, of being wise and having, you know, knowledge here. It's about translating that knowledge into results, right? Because if you're not translate if you're not you know how many people have to hide from their spouse oh i got another book in the mail oh i i signed up for that extra seminar again or i did this and they have to hide it you know why because the spouse over time says another one like you we didn't even see any results from the last thing you went to or we didn't see any results from that last book you read what what do you recall from that book that you read what actually transpired in monetary income to our family from that last book you read or whatever, right? And there's frustration. And, and especially in, in a pandemic, you know, we don't, not everybody's tripping over dollars these days. So it's one of those things where I would say when, when you're doing these things and you're signing up for seminars or conventions or summits or reading books or whatever, you know, online courses, make sure that you go in with a plan and the plan is you don't need to know the whole thing. What is the one or two strategies that I'm going to extract from this and apply immediately to my life. And then you need to make sure that you have a mentor or a coach because the mentor or a coach is the one that's going to hold you by the arms and hold you accountable to see through what you are looking to do. But the biggest issue I find is that people go to these seminars and these webinars and all these things and you show up 
and they deliver the information to you in the middle of the road. And you are at the beginning of the road in most cases on that particular subject, which is why you're trying to go there to learn about it. So you're at the beginning of the road and you're, and these seminars and speakers and trainers and books are meeting you in the halfway point. So that gap from the beginning to here, which is the foundational pieces of how do I apply what I learn? Who is holding me accountable to what I'm learning? You know, what is my plan of action? How am I going to take what I'm learning and, and turn it into something? That's the piece that people are missing. So it doesn't matter what you learn. You could be presented with an action plan on how to make a million dollars in 30 days, and you won't do it because you're missing that foundational piece that is being missed because people are catching you in the middle and you're in the front. So the key is to learn the foundational pieces of morning routine, of evening routine, of habits that are going to stick that you can apply anywhere, how to read a book effectively and extract just a few key principles and how to apply them, accountability with mentorship. These are the key foundational pieces that people are missing, which is why nothing ever happens. So what I would say is learn the foundational pieces, create a morning and evening routine, learn how to do these things effectively, have a mentor, somebody who's going to hold you accountable. And above all else, above all else, you have to take action. It all comes down to action. And that's, there is no getting around that piece. Well said. So as we close today, is there a final thought you'd like to leave? Uh, yeah. So the final thought is reading is one of the most overlooked things out there. Why? Because it's free in most cases. You can go to a library and there's billions of dollars worth of knowledge there. Things that people have already experienced, all the failures in the world that you want to learn from, right? Remember, they say experience is the best teacher. That's only half the statement. Experience is the best teacher only if it's somebody else's experience, <laughs> because well if it's now somebody else's experience, now I am going to save myself all the time and all the money I would have wasted if I try to learn it on my own accord. Right. So number one, make sure that you're reading books, take the time to read books Two, read the right books. It's not just about reading to read. It's about reading with an end goal in mind, right? Start with the end in mind. So what do I need? What information do I need to grab? What is the right book? Do the research on recommended books, which is why the Entrepreneur's Bookshelf exists. Because I'll tell you, I'll read a bunch of books and I'll tell you what you shouldn't waste your time on and what you should read, right? So, and then you read that and then you need the strategies to then transform that into action. So it's unfortunate, but there's so many tools and resources that are available to us readily each and every day, Barnes and Noble, the self-help book, the business book, the business section that is always empty. Yet the information we need is right there. Oh. So there is gold in books. Find it in you to develop a passion for reading and know that we have the time to read. If we're not reading, it's not because we're not readers because you can become a reader. 
It's not because you don't have the time because you can make the time. It's about you don't see the value in what you're reading or the importance of reading. So there is value. Understand it. Do it. I challenge you to read every single day, 30 minutes a day, minimum. Thanks, Jose. How can our listeners contact you to find out more? So first of all, my email is um, jaesco25 at gmail.com. So jaesco25 at gmail.com. That's my personal email. If you have questions, if you um, have any other uh, things you'd like to connect on, uh, feel free to reach out to me there. I'm, I always answer everybody in a timely manner. Uh, you also want to join the Entrepreneur's Bookshelf. You know, if you're an entrepreneur or you're an aspiring entrepreneur, join the group. Go to Facebook, look in groups, and search The Entrepreneur's, apostrophe S, The Entrepreneur's Bookshelf. And, uh, and you'll find a group. You have to answer four questions. I'll accept you, assuming that it's a good fit. And I think you're going to find tremendous value. Also, you can check out my website, theentrepreneursbookshelf.com. And um, yeah, so those are the easiest ways. Uh, podcast coming very soon. YouTube channel is up, but not um, actually being used. It's going to be used in the next, I'd say, a couple of weeks. I'm going to have a YouTube channel as well, which is The Entrepreneur's Bookshelf. So stay tuned for that as well. And the digital course is around the corner. The release of that information is going to be put into the Facebook group and also the uh, YouTube channel when it's available. That's fantastic. Jose, thank you for sharing your insights and your passion with us today. That has come out so clearly. And thank you to all who are listening. We appreciate you. Thanks so much. If there are any specific topics that you'd like to hear us discuss on Have the Edge podcast, please email us at info at havetheedge.org. Tell us what you'd like to hear about. In the subject line, use the words interview topics. If you'd like to know more about how we can help you better engage your team, please drop us a line at info at havetheedge.org. Until next time, this is Rick Hans signing off. Thank you for listening to Have the Edge podcast. Please leave us a rating and a review. Visit our website at www.havetheedge.org to explore our business and entrepreneurial services. If you have any queries, please email info at havetheedge.org. And to keep up to date, please follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram.